Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Unspoiled, covering Sandman, Volume 5, A Game of You, Part 2. In these issues, we meet the cuckoo, and she is a terrifying little girl, even more terrifying than most little girls. Welcome to Unspoiled. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Then tell him that his lonesome Yay! Got it on the third try. God, little girls are terrifying. Little girls are the scariest. Guys, can I just say that if you YouTube cuckoos and like nesting habits it is the most terrifying thing ever this like like, unborn babies murder other unborn babies they they go into all that here don't they i mean yeah i mean but you know you're not seeing it in front of you right they did one where it's a live still of the chick like once it hatches and it's basically like it's a it's like a a a panoramic no not no like um when it does the uh overtime type video time lapse yeah, time lapse. It's a time lapse of you just see this chick like it's blind and it has no feathers yet. It just hatched. It's the baby cuckoo in the nest that the mom or the real mother left it in, and it's pushing these the eggs of the other of the of the bird it, 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 whose nest it, it just invaded off to just die. That's so fucked up. Like I really want to know how shit like that starts. Like how does it, evolution work in this way? Where it's like it's not just a one-off thing that like this worked one time. How does I, it's just such a bizarre thing to me? It's so specific. Like not only are we taking your nest over, but we're murdering your own babies, or making it so that you don't even notice your babies exist anymore outside of the nest dying. It's just like oh man, evolution and like animal kind and people act like being a parent is so cut and dried and animals have weird relationships with their offspring. Um, Nature will kill you and make new things. Yeah. Nature, red in tooth and claw. Yeah. It's not just the cuckoo too. um, There's another species of fish that does the same thing. They basically just lay their eggs in a cluster of other fish's eggs. And the fish doesn't know that I'm, I'm actually taking care of someone else's babies until, you know, they realize, hey, I, sh- I laid like a dozen eggs. How come only one is left alive? Oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like it happens with insects, too. Like, it's it's not 
exclusive to this species of bird, but I believe it is the only species of bird that does this. It's um, it's something that I've seen before. Just the whole idea of like basically a changeling makes you think of like the you know legends about the fairies coming and stealing human babies and leaving sure. a changeling baby in its place. Like, and it sounds so ridiculous. Like, why would anybody do that? But then, <laughs> then you see stuff like that, and you're like, actually, this is. So it's totally that grounded in reality, which yeah. means reality is fucking terrifying. Reality is yep. the worst. Um, okay, so yeah, this whole section was so bizarre, but let's get into this. I for, it starts off with Barbie and Barbie and company on this mountain pass, like they're trying to avoid the mines of Moria. <laughs> and we'll get there, <laughs> and um. She's wearing oh. a party dress that is not working out well for her in the snow. <laughs> and they're all talking about how they, like, basically, they're trying to avoid the black guard that patrols this area. They want to get to the forest because there's more cover, but it's not necessarily safer because there are these things called tweeners, which we still don't really know what those are. Um, and I thought when it said tweeners that it was basically going to be, like, Kylie Jenner and all her friends. <laughs> Uh, I, those are the worst. I don't want to deal. I do not want to bump into fourteen-year-old whiny teenage brats. That's, See, that's like fu- immediately what I thought. I was like, "Are they going to be believers?" That's oh, funny God, because no. tw- tweeners are uh, actually a, a wrestling terminology as well. If you're a tweener, it means you're somewhere in between a, a hero and a villain, a good guy and a bad guy. Oh, you, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, and the Right. So they're they're on the road and they come across the body of the Tantoblin Tantoblin Tantoblin. I think um, Tantoblin. That's what that's how I say it. And he's not just dead; his ribs are cracked open, and he has a look of terror on his face, and his organs are missing, and shit has gotten real bad. Yeah, yeah. he looks like he survived the Donner, or he didn't survive the Donner party. <laughs> <laughs> And um, he has a scroll clutched in his hand, and Barbie remembers this really strange little moment that she met him when she was with Ten Bones, and there was this group carrying a room, and they needed to get somewhere, and they go inside the room and get out again, and they're closer to where they needed to be than they were before. The room patrol. Yeah. Which, I mean, the I, the ideas that he comes up with are so fucking weird. And it really does feel like he has these bizarre dreams, wakes up, writes it down in like a scrawl on this little notebook on his nightstand. And he wakes up and he's like, room patrol. You know, guys walking around with a room? Yeah, all right, let's do that. Like, Put it in. Put it in. Um, So... Barbie remembers him and um, she decides that they need to bury him, take the time to at least cover his body with snow. Um, even though it's snowing really hard and he probably would have been covered with snow anyway. Just just a gesture. Right. And then they take a look at what was in his hand and there are a couple of pictures of her with her face painted in all these different ways. And then there is the scroll that describes the European cuckoo nesting patterns. 
and basically just describes the fact that they lay their eggs in other birds' nests and the birds abandon their own offspring and raise the cuckoo's offspring without even realizing they're doing it. And uh, the baby cuckoo's push the other birds out of the nest except the ones that are too heavy to push out and then they'll accept those as its bedmates. and apparently the voice of the young cuckoo has a commanding almost hypnotic power and yeah, it does. at this point the black guard shows up right so that is is this whole is that moment the voice of the young cuckoo has a commanding almost hypnotic power a true thing or is that just for the story Oh, um, actually, um, so uh, Isabella Rossellini has a series of funny YouTube videos called Green, po- uh, no, Green Porno and Mama. And it's basically her dressed up in an animal costume and just acting out like mating habits or parenting habits of different species. Oh, I love her. She's great. She's it's really so hilarious. funny. She is so kooky. Um, but I will po- find the cuckoo video and post it on Facebook for you guys to see. And it yeah, is really do it. Because it's basically the baby cuckoo just... Because baby cuckoos um, tend to nest in the eggs, I mean, the nests of birds that are way smaller than it. Mm-hmm. They just keep on eating and eating and eating. So basically the parents, uh, its adopted parents will just keep on getting food and coming back. And then the baby cuckoo will just be like, I'm still hungry. <laughs> they basically exhaust themselves feeding a baby that's not their own. Um, can you, I'm sorry, what was it that they say again? One more time. Oh, uh. <laughs> that was uncanny you really do sound like a bird actually thank you um I feel like the hypnotic thing might be like just a legend or something that happens to be true in this instance as opposed to you know legitimate thing right um okay well they uh once again are hiding from the ring wraiths and um watch them walk by and then so- it's just like there's so many little moments that I'm like, it's so straight out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and it's because everything is. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's very iconic. Yeah. And then they get back on the road again and it moves over to Morpheus talking with Lucien and they're talking about the scary that is on its way out. And he thought that it was gone a long time ago. And that the compact was forgotten and void. And at this point, we don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And Nuala chimes in and is like, hey, so you know how I wasn't supposed to do anything? Well, I totally just did what I fucking wanted to do and ignored you. <laughs> so then she tells him that she let Barbie know that some shit was going down. He acts like he's unconcerned or not even unconcerned. He just acknowledges what she said, but without giving any indication of whether he approves or not turns away then turns back and says you did the right thing and she gets, has this terrifying smile on her face she's so happy she she's looks so scary pleased. she's like yay i'm not gonna get fired <laughs> i'm not gonna get eaten alive it's like a picture of happy by someone who doesn't know what a smile looks like <laughs> what is it that she says about oh i was about to say a harry potter spoiler i'm sure that oh. Yeah, I know. I was about to say something about it. Somebody is described as uh, looking like their face was carved by someone who had only the vaguest idea of what human faces are supposed to look like. (laughs) That's right. Um, Okay, so she wakes up and she is warm and happy in the woods in this like really great mood, which is so bizarre. Um, I keep saying that word, but it really like everything about this this point in time in this story is 
utterly weird. Um, and they're collecting mushrooms and eggs and things to have for breakfast. And she asks uh, Wilkins, it is Wilkins, right? Wilkinson. Wilkinson. Yeah, Wilkinson. Um, what the hierogram is, and he doesn't even know. Right. Which I kind of love that. That it's a, it's like this huge fake quest that really doesn't mean like nobody really knows what it is because it's none of it's really meaningful. Um, so there's just this really nebulous quest, but it's really unclear what they're going to achieve. But it's a quest, they... and we need to do it. Cause yeah, power- yeah. It reminds me of. Uh, did you ever see that film Mirror Mask? No. Yeah. Oh, it's very good. Uh, some Jim Henson uh, production stuff. And uh, this girl is looking for – well, she's looking for a, a charm is what, what do they call it. And she's talking to uh, a dude who has been you know, basically having people line up in front of him and ask him, is this the charm? No. Is this the charm? No. And she's like, what does it look like? I, I, I don't know. What shape is it? I, I don't know. Do you know anything about it? I think I know it if I saw it. Would you? I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty good. It, I remember that. It was ridiculous. Like, well, it's charm-like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, let's see. They talk about... Um, she says, I suppose we'll just have to burn that bridge when we come to it, is what Wilkinson says. And she says, yeah, I wish I knew what I was going to have to do. And he says... Shit in one hand and wish in the other. See which fills up first. And I'm like, what is going on <laughs> with the reality all of a sudden? Let's stop yeah. talking about real things. Well, he's got all these great, like, uh, little sayings. You know, they're all over his dialogue. He's talking about, I saw the first of them, this boot going past. Black is midnight's arsehole. <laughs> and then I he says, uh, and then, then you mentioned, we'll just have, we'll just have to, ah, yeah. We'll just have to burn that bridge when we come to it, as opposed to cross the bridge. Yeah, yeah, that was one that my uh, my mother used to use all the time. Burn that bridge when we come to it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and the shit in one hand, wish in the other, I've heard a lot also. Yes, but or variations it, it on it. What's that? Oh, I, the, the, the most telling part is the, the last phrase, which is basically, see which fills up first. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so they have breakfast. She's just, like, first of all, talking about what an amazing meal it was. And they let her know that she didn't create this land. She assumes that she did because it's her dream. But they're like, no, this has been here. You just come here and you're the princess, but you didn't create this. Right. And she's like, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm in an amazing mood. And then that frame in particular, she looks high as hell. <laughs> she you really does. It's like she just took a bump of coke or something. Um, and oh God, now I'm thinking of a recent issue of Saga where where a character dies and it's like they died the way they lived, high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's talking about how she hasn't feel, felt this happy when she was dating Ken when she was a kid, and um, Wilkinson tells this story about how he loved being a kid except for the fact that they had 17 children who were all also named Wilkinson and that that was rather challenging even the girls especially for the girls um and then um 
the one that I can't remember, Luz? Luz, yeah. Luz is the parrot or the toucan or whatever. <laughs> he says no, somebody's Dodo, been watching us. Oh, yeah, Dodo, that's what it is. Oh, she is a Dodo. Yeah. Um, so they they say that somebody's been watching us. They decide that they just have to keep going. There's really no other option. Um, and it says, we walked through the forest for days. All the time I found myself imagining eyes upon me, fearing from behind the trees, darkness, the smell of leaves and twigs, small rustlings. And I'm like, days, huh? This is a lot of... Uh, a lot of time passing here. There's a uh, there's a nice direct reference to Tolkien in this yes, part too. Yes, I like, felt I like Bilbo like... in the Mirkwood. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, "Are there giant spiders around here?" And he's like, "Whoops, giant spiders! Of course not. Now nah, they're all in a little forest west of here." <laughs> I really love the detail of too. Like they're they're good people. They're loyal to you, but they're very timid. And I'm like, oh, I really enjoy how much he just like subverts all your expectations. Yeah, the fun. spiders aren't evil. The spiders aren't aggressive. The spiders <laughs> are on the side of good, and they are also watching Netflix and too busy to come out and talk to you. Um, <laughs> so then we go to the. Um, the the very sad moment here, this actually, despite the fact that we don't get to know the monkey character, whose name I've forgotten, Pernado, we don't get to know him very well. It still was like such a bummer to me when he turns up dead. They're figuring out which way to go. They kind of get lost and they had sent him out to scout ahead and he doesn't come back. Yeah. And they find him hanging by his neck from a tree and... um. There is this voice that's written in these, like, curly Q letters. Yeah, one of the stranger fonts yet in this series, which is saying something. <laughs> it's like, is this a 1990 leaflet for a tag sale or what? Even oh the bubbles are all, like, jagged it like, edge. um, Nightmare Before Christmas shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um... We are tweeners. We serve no one but ourselves. The tweeners belong to the tweeners, and these are our woods. We were here before the cuckoo. We were here before you. And they run, and she winds up on this path, and the um, porpentine starts glowing. And it turns out that this path is one of Murphy's paths. That's right. So they're safe because the tweeners can't come on the path. So I'm like, is are the tweeners like between dreams is that what it's supposed to be like murphy's path is the established where like the established uh guidelines for how a dream is supposed to go and the tweeners are like these strange unknowable unviewable creatures that lie sort of on the outskirts oh that's cool i like that idea I was thinking also that maybe the tweeners are basically like you know how when he had all the deities hosted in in the in the in the dreaming mm-hmm. how people who were his servants were basically the people that were sleeping, yeah, the people that were serving at the party. Oh and yeah, tweeners are the people that are real people that when they dream they also kind of fall in like this is their dreamscape. Hmm, that'd and be interesting. Like- okay fucking evil twisted fucks in their dreams that could be yeah basically and they're kind of angry because they're like oh bitch this is our dream what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing here i did not dream for you okay i have my little forest that is my special place 
Just it's, sitting here doing my own thing, killing monkeys, all right? Just get out of my face. and harsh my mellow. Um, yeah, it just sort of reminded me of that um, that kid that comes back from the dead when hell is closed. And he says that hell was just walking down a bunch of hallways feeling like something was behind you. But you never actually see it and you don't know for sure it's there, but you know for sure it's there. And that's kind of how I thought maybe the tweeners were supposed to be representative. But... Um, be between life and death, I guess. If that's, there's that too, sure. Seems a little bit general, but <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so they continue on the path with the porpentine to sort of protect them, or that's not necessarily the porpentine. The the paths protect them, apparently. Right. Um, and follow the yellow brick road kept running through my head, but the stones were not bricks, and they were dirty gray. No imagination, this one. Or too much. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so, the Luce says that she will go down and fetch help. Well, because they come to the sea. Yes. And the city is down below them. And they need to figure out some way to get there. And um, Wilkinson says it's too dangerous. And Luce is like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. And I'm like, you bastard. Oh, yeah? Did you have a feeling? No, I really didn't. Not yeah. at all. Oh, I kind of had a feeling. I was kind of just like, well, also, the, here's my, the reason I thought lose. well, we'll get to there, I guess, when we get there. Yeah, let's... Um, and I'll mention that. So, let me go back to the horrifying illustration of the face nailed to the wall with its eyeballs nailed into its head and its tongue sticking out because of reasons. Yeah. Well, George is still nicer dead than he was alive. Oh, my God. Why don't you want to talk to me? Oh, <laughs> I wonder why. Um, and then, George, why'd they leave me behind to look after Barbie? Not That's want, pretty yeah. easy. It's because you're a man. That stuff they did with the moon, that was a woman thing. And she gets really mad. I am not a man. Maybe not to you you're not, but you've got the, uh, you know, male nasty thing. Male nasty <laughs> <laughs> that is what i call it <laughs> and he and he says that if uh yeah is that what you call it that's what i call it too um <laughs> he says that if even if she had totally gotten the surgery it wouldn't matter to the moon because it's chromosomes as much as anything mm-hmm. yeah Man, i mean you mother goddess well, yeah, he, i love he says it's like uh gender isn't something you can pick and choose as uh, far as gods are concerned and one is like well that's something the gods can take and stuff up their sacred recta <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Oh god, I love Wanda. It's interesting because I don't really know about um like sex change uh, like how far the technology has come and how far the biology has come, but I'm going to guess that no matter how far that a trans woman doesn't ovulate. So oh. What's that? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, sure no, that's, that's the case. That is some sci-fi stuff way down the future yeah so that's what i would assume the connection with the moon would be because it's a 28 day cycle and you know the moon yeah whatever right, but yeah. that's what i assumed it would be so while i totally think you can pick and choose your gender i get why that particular connection is something that you can't choose to have even if you want to also, and why you that... would want to i have no fucking idea cause it's <laughs> no i agree it's i agree I was, also, I was gonna add that um trans women if they had to go down the checklist of things to experience as a woman i know having a fucking period is not gonna be on the top of that list it's the worst 
I wish all men had to experience what it's like to ovulate, have a period, and get pregnant for like six months, just to, so you know, and that you will shut the fuck up. I'm good. Um, <laughs> y- y'all can... I think I've had to knowing what period cramps are like is that one time I was uh, trying to do gymnastics as a kid and okay. I hit myself on the pommel horse on the Ooh. groin area Ooh. and that hurts <laughs> oh. and I think my mom made a joke about how basically imagine that sensation all day long and that's what a period is yeah mm-hmm and, yeah, I'm and gonna also go ahead and take your word for it. The awful sensation of knowing you're being a horribly unreasonable dick of a person and having zero control over that. That I have experienced. <laughs> <laughs> but while feeling like you're constipated in your in your groin area and not your rectal area. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so they have this um this is a, a moment where they talk about the tides getting fucked up because the moon just disappeared because of what uh, what's her face did. Cecily. Um, Cecily. No, Cecily. Cecily. That's right. And he's like, she shouldn't mess with the uh, moon. That's dangerous. He says, oh, a lot. But yeah, didn't occur to me. But I really enjoy the fact that there are repercussions for everything everybody does in this world, including oh, yeah, closing she- hell. Yeah. She actually brought it down out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. And then was like, yep, putting you back. And Moon's like, yeah, that's not how that works, though. Um, I like how Gaiman, as much as he likes to delve into magic, he does acknowledge that there are so, there is a science of fucking with the gravitational pull, pull, uh, pull of the moon. Yes. Even for like five seconds. Um, and then she asks George, how come he can talk? Because Thessaly told you to stay quiet. And he says, she's gone. Her commands only hold while she's here. And then she asks, well, can I leave if I want to? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, yeah, you Probably. can. But are you going to? And she looks at Barbie and she's like, no. Um, and let's see. They're talking about where, how, like, what progress Thessaly and everybody has made so far. They're not there yet with her in the dream, but they're on their way. And then we cut back to Barbie in the dream. So, let's see. Luke, um, Wilkinson. Um, He's being he, all optimistic and shit. It's weird, man. Come on. You're not fooling anybody. Get out of here. But yeah, he's trying to like keep her spirits up because she's just saying that she's hungry, Pernato's dead, everything's looking super bleak, and um, <laughs> that someone's looking out for us. I dare say when we get to the island, something will tell us how to use the porpentine. There'll be some mad old hermit or instructions carved on a rock only visible on the day we get there. <laughs> I love that so much. It's like, I yeah, of course too. there will be. Yep, Totally. Reminds me of um, Candide by Voltaire. There's that one. Is it the main? I think it is. It is the main character who basically keeps on um, repeating a, a, over and over. This is the best of all possible worlds. Everything. Will yeah, that's out. right. Oh God, I haven't read that since like sixth grade. I have never read it at all. Oh, it's amazing. It's good. This guy is still like everything is perfect. There, God has a plan. Believe in everything as his face slowly rots from syphilis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so then Luz comes back. Yeah, Luz comes back. And uh, did you bring back any friends? Yes, lots of them. And you see the boots next to her. That's her. And Wilkinson tries to stand up for her. 
if you want her, you'll have to take me first. And they're like, done. <laughs> and he gets his throat cut and then he's stabbed in the heart. Pretty harsh. Yep. And Luce yep. is just like, you don't need to bind her legs, just her arms. And they walk away and leave poor Wilkinson's bleeding corpse on the ground to be picked at by seagulls or what have you. Many cuckoos. I don't know. Poor Wilkinson. You know, I will say, if you're going to fight something called the cuckoo, do not employ a bird in your party. <laughs> I'm just saying, that was what I was thinking. I'm like, why the fuck is there a bird in their team if they're <laughs> Bird. That bird is totally going to have other bird sympathies right there. <laughs> That's what I thought. This is before the big reveal of what the cuckoo was. I was already like, mm, I don't trust the bird one. I know that sounds kind of racist, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Species. they're getting broken, brought into town. And she says, in the town, blank-eyed people stared at us hopelessly. They looked like cows on their way to the slaughterhouse. But perhaps that was how they saw me. And there's such weird people. There's like a clown with his head down with the X's for eyes. And I was like, I don't like this at all. Like animals and shit. Yeah. Um, and then they reach the uh, the citadel of the cuckoo, which is not a citadel. It was her old house in Florida. And they take the manacles off her and she goes inside. And that is the end of chapter four. Moving into... The house, the land. Um, and there's a little girl waiting for her inside the house. Because Barbie's first looking around at the fact that there's everything is in its place as it was when she was little. The house seems smaller than it used to, which is just a thing that always happens. Brightly and, shining sea is the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. Um, and... Then, yeah, we have this little girl pop up who's just horrifying looking. I hate well, her. I love the the bit. She's looking at the sea and thinking, that's not any brightly shining sea. That's the Atlantic. And she's remembering when it looked kind of like it was shining, like diamonds, and she tried to pick it up, but then it always turned back into seawater. Mm -hmm. And the introduction of the cuckoo is her saying, well, that's what makes that the brightly shining sea. It stays liquid diamonds when you pick it up. Oh, okay. I didn't and even it, see that. And it doesn't taste salty either. It tastes kind of like grape juice. Uh Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that part because I was so distracted by this little girl to begin with that I honestly wasn't paying attention to what she was saying when she showed up because I was like, why is there a young Barbie here? What is going on? Because that's what I assumed. Right. But, um, <sighs> yeah. It's basically what it is, right? I mean... 
I mean, sort of. It's yeah. so, okay. We have to get into this after we like. I want to finish going over the whole scene and then talk about what the fuck. Okay. Um. And let's see. I'll give you a clue. The scar on your knee. You told the kids next door that you could fly, and they didn't believe you. And you. And Barbie interrupts, I'd been lying so hard I convinced myself I was telling them the truth. I jumped off the roof, needed two stitches. Yes, I remember. And the little girl shows her a scar on her knee. Uh, With two stitches. Yes. You're me. Not quite. I'm part of you. Sort of. You created me. Kind of. I'm the cuckoo. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Over the sea to sky. (laughs) Sorry, I just also, got the title. Florida, like, like, what a perfect setting for wretched, uh, like, a cesspool of wretched hive. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> you, were you about to say that you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy? Because that's yeah. absolutely true. It's, it's true. Except for maybe Phoenix. Texas, but probably Florida. I don't know. Huh? I can totally see Florida as, like, the birthplace of the ultimate evil. The <laughs> dude that ate his own arm was from Florida. That's right. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Can we talk about that? I mean, I forgot about how weird are trends in drugs that bath salts like come and go in a year and they're just this insane blip on the radar that you're like, oh, yeah, people were fucking like just hanging themselves from the ceiling like marionettes and being like, oh, I'm going to put on a play. And you're like, wow, yeah. <laughs> bath salts are a hell of a drug. <laughs> um, so she says what is this some kind of moment of revelation like in the books is this where i find out i was abused as a child and i've been blocking it all these years is Uh, that what you are and she just is so like you weren't abused your childhood was dull quiet and boring you had two dull parents and a dull house and an over and overactive imagination that worried your parents um so You'd make up stories. Your parents were worried that they didn't know where the fascination came from. It scared them. So you began to defend yourself. Little boys have fantasies in which they're faster or smarter or able to fly, where they hide their faces in secret identities and listen to the people who despise them, admiring their remarkable deeds. Pathetic. I love this right here. Pathetic, bespectacled, rejected Perry Porter is secretly the amazing spider Gawky, bespectacled, unloved Clint Clark is really Hyperman. Yes? Yeah, totally. You guys. You guys. I see what you're doing. Now little girls, on the other hand, have different fantasies, much less convoluted. Their parents are not their parents. Their lives are not their lives. They are princesses. Lost princesses from distant lands. Now I'm going to come right out and say this right now. I was about to ask. I never (laughs) pretended I was a princess. I because all of the stories that I read when I was younger, the princesses seemed to have the shittiest end of the deal. Like they were being forced to marry somebody they didn't really want to marry and they were or they were like kind of terrible people and really bitchy or what have you. So it never even like really I would pretend to be a fairy which the costume can arguably be somewhat similar. I would pretend to be an orphan girl on the run who was like secretly an heiress. Or something like this, but never a princess. Um, so, yeah, I don't like. I wouldn't say. I don't know. It's just sort of weird to me. I'm wondering if he actually believes this, or if this is something that's generally true. But 
for me, the princess thing never really, um, I don't know if it's just like maybe the kind of stories that, or the fact that I didn't like Barbie dolls and Barbie dolls are often sort of princessy. I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty common theme, I think, in a lot of, um, fantasy directed towards little girls is mm-hmm. the whole lost princess thing off the top of my head. I, for whatever reason, I'm thinking of, um, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, uh, I never saw that. Oh man. Well, it's really good. Um, but, uh. That that kind of deal. I, I I'm sure there are other better examples, but um, but yeah, I, I obviously it's not going to be true for everybody. Just like not all boys dream of being superheroes. True, but, but uh, I will say, um, Wanda's dream was surprisingly similar to the description of the boys' dreams. How's that? Well, it I had to do with well, because it had to do with the weirdo versions of like Hyperman, right? Yeah, that's oh, right. true. And also um, the fact that, okay, not the part about hiding a secret identity, but more that they were surrounded by people who despise them, I guess, in real life. But in the dream, they're admiring them for their remarkable deeds. Remember, Wanda's oh, yeah. dream was that all the people that uh, she went to high school with are like, oh, you're so pretty now. And That's right. Like, oh. It's a weird, like, variation on that. Yeah, actually, I think that if I was fantasizing about stuff, that was more often what I fantasized about because I was super gawky and awkward when I was younger. Um, before I got into high school, I was just like very unsure of myself. I hadn't yet become confident enough to like speak out during class very much and often like sat by myself reading and just wasn't really very social. And so I would have fantasies a lot about like suddenly showing up in a killer outfit and having gotten like a makeover or something like that and everybody. So that definitely was more in my thoughts until I actually made it a reality. Oh, shit. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it didn't really happen. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I feel like maybe that has like – it sort of ties into like, oh, underneath it all, she's secretly a princess. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just over over analyzing this whole thing. Um, I mean, also, I don't think this is a particularly reliable person telling us this. <laughs> That's she's, true. It's the fucking yeah. cuckoo. No. She's basically <laughs> telling us – essentially all she's telling us is that Barbie dreamed of this. Mm-hmm. And she is the incarnation of what Barbie wanted to be as a child. Mm-hmm. A cuckoo, as she puts it herself. Um, and she says, you made up a magic land and you populated it with your toys. They're all in here in the shrine. Come on in. Yeah, that was awesome. I really enjoyed seeing all the little toys sitting there. Although Wilkinson isn't wearing a trench coat, which... That's true. Where's his fedora? Um, so is this real or is it just my imagination? If you tell me what the difference is, I might be able to help you. I loved that line so much. So... It's you left yourself wide open for me, really. I mean, really, it's a little like possession, only I didn't bother with your body. I moved into your dream world, into those parts of your life you weren't using. You were everything I needed. I'm your imaginary fiend. (laughs) I love that phrase. So, Barbie, now that I've explained it to you, it all makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And Barbie's, like, fading fast here. Yeah, she's starting to to break down the hypnotic voice. And um, I feel that um, the cuckoo, she's like some sort of dream brain parasite. Yes. It's – okay. I just want to finish this. Um, I've got a right to live, haven't I, and to be happy? Of course you have. And I'm awful sweet, aren't I? I'm awful cute. You're <laughs> cute as a 
button. Barbie, you wouldn't mind it if I had to kill you. I mean, completely destroy you. I need to. And it would make me really happy. Oh, my God. You're doing it so <laughs> creepy. Stop. Terrifying. <laughs> so then she does the creepiest thing, in my opinion, of all, and kisses Barbie on the forehead. Which, for some reason to me, that just took it right over the edge. I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and she walks out to meet with the black guard, who look amazing. Um, and everything's fine. It was easy. I want her taken down to the Isle of Thorns. We start at moonrise. Dun, dun, dun. Right. All right, so... What the Back fuck? Back in the real world. No, first I oh, want to okay. talk about this. What the fuck? All right. What yeah. The fuck? What the fuck indeed? Is she... It feels like, and it maybe it would be better to wait until Morpheus comes back into the picture to talk about this, but Morpheus, like, knows her, right? Is aware of her? The, the cuckoo? I think that, um, that dream, the, the land, so mm-hmm. to speak, has existed long before Barbie came about and started becoming its princess. Right. And also long before the cuckoo was born, because you know without the without Barbie there, the cuckoo didn't wouldn't have existed. Right. So I feel that Morpheus is aware that the land has a current current new tenant. He's just not familiar with the tenant. He's like that land. He's a he's the absent-minded landlord. You know. So he like, doesn't know who the cuckoo is, or that there's somebody out there preying on people's empty, open dreams. I don't think so, because I'm. I mean. Not in any deeper way that he is aware of all dreamers, I feel like, because he doesn't really know who Barbie is, Mm -hmm. and Barbie's the one who created her. He's kind of, you know, this little scary has been off his radar for a while now. He didn't even think it was still around. So I feel like maybe for him the cuckoo thing is not that uncommon of a phenomenon might be the implication. Hmm, okay. And also, I feel that like Barbie, people create um, their own little cuckoos? Sorry. Yeah, and, and that, you know, remember, he was in prison during the time that Barbie was, you know, growing up and then started having these imaginations and then eventually giving birth to the cuckoo. So, what... I'm still confused here. So, she somehow created this thing within her own mind, but I'm still not clear because I think, Anton, you said... She created this little girl that she, like, wanted to be. But what about her is what Barbie wanted to be? Just, like, in control? Uh, no, I don't think it's that she wanted to be the cuckoo. I think that some of the happiest days of her life were her childhood. Okay. Uh, and and um, as, and as whatnot. So well, I feel no, that she... the cuckoo is sort of like... Um... No, go ahead, Miles. Oh, no, I, I was just saying she... um. She wanted to be a princess in a fairyland. Like, her overactive imagination was putting her in the scenario where there's this land and all her toys are part of it and they're her friends and she is the princess. Mm-hmm. And the cuckoo is a version of that fantasy that wants to escape its sort of enclosed existence in the land. It kind of... Be, took on a life of its own and um I, or maybe it's something that just used that desire maybe it's something else that kind of came in because she keeps talking about like oh you made it so easy you invited me in 
you know that's what's kind of confusing to me is that it feels like i want to return to this and like move on to when morpheus is in the picture because there are some things that she says then like referencing the vortex happening almost like there was a like she hadn't been there until that happened and then somehow she was let in and that doesn't feel like barbara created her that feels like an accident like you yeah, know? maybe maybe Barbie created the physical. I mean, physical. Barbie created the structure, the framework that she inhabits, but she herself is something else. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will come back to that. So back in New York, shit is not going well. Um, well, we I have love... this weird like commercial that keeps coming on about Wonder Buds. I'm a huge yes. fan of comics employing the radio as parts of their narrative i really Uh, like it a lot i think it's well done in this especially yeah it's really well done in preacher as well uh just the the radio coming in to sort of not even tell you part of the story although it does that sometimes too but just be there in the background with Mm -hmm. some some interesting information hidden in there somewhere in this great q-tips commercial (laughs) Um, Wonder Buds. Wonder Buds and salsa flavors. Why? That's right. Mm, Chimichanga flavored Q-tip. <laughs> um, Barbara Wong, late night on R- WRAT New York, 347 AM, and you're on the line, caller. Barbara, I'm down the Lower East Side, and I'm calling to say that I don't know what the hay is going on down here, but we've got waves <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. Um, <laughs> and what's your name, caller? Jim. Jim Morrison. Not the famous one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Oh hey, God. wouldn't that be a coup for my show if you were? <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. It reminded me of an office space, the guy who was also named Michael Bolton, constantly reminding people that he's not the famous yeah. one. Yes. That's right. You just um, call me Mike. So, yeah, things are getting real bad down there from the uh, moon having been taken and then put back. And this is not boding well for our people that are still waiting for the the questing crew quest crew to get back um and they're taking it goes to the group of thessaly okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And um, Hazel and Foxglove, they are on the moon's road, which is such a cool image. It's like they're walking on this hovering walkway through space that's just like a strip of yeah it's like a strip of of white paint through everything it's moonlight like it falls on the top of an ocean or something beautiful um 
Very so, well drawn, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I am Foxglove. I am Johnny McNamara's big sister. I am a witch woman of the lowlands. I am Judy's ex-lover. I am. I. In the pale light of the moon, I play the game of you. Whoever I am. Whoever you are. All sense of where I am, of who I am, and where I'm going has been swallowed by the dark. And I walked through the, the stars and sky, a trinity of dreams beneath the moon. Mm. Um... Yeah, it's interesting that this is a, a trio of women, isn't it? He likes to do that. Yep. Uh, Made another crown again in an awkward way. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they finally wind up on the land. Every The sun is coming up. Or, or no, the sun is going down, it looks like, actually. Um, yeah, I think so. I think sundown is yeah, the they're, uh, they're time, almost right? there. Just in time for moonrise is when the ritual starts. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, well, now we're here. We better start looking for Barbie. The cuckoo. We find the cuckoo. But <laughs> Barbie, Barbie didn't try to hurt me. The cuckoo did. I'm here to find the cuckoo. I'm sure oh. we'll run into Barbie along the way. That's how these things usually seem to work out. <laughs> I really enjoy that so much. She's like, people, priorities, come on. This thing fucked with me. This can't be allowed. Um, so they come across poor Wilkinson's body, and there is this awesome fucking Thessaly. She cannot let the dead rest. Oh, God, I <laughs> love her. She she's like, all right, let's do some shit. It's not and been dead long. Good, it can give us directions. <laughs> she cuts her finger and drips some blood on the ground, and like calls to him, and his face appears in the reflection of the pool of blood on the ground. What's your name? I don't need to tell you that. I don't need to tell you anything. I'm dead. Just leave me alone. And then she says, your name. And he just says, Wilkinson. And so there's something that really feels like he's compelled by the yeah. fact that she called him. Well, well his um, first like words are, I'm dead. Bugger off. Yeah. So. <laughs> that is so hilarious. And um, also she, um, she arranges a bunch of stones in a circle. So it's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so she does perform a bit of a ritual, but I do like how this whole interaction with Wilkinson is. I, I, I was reading this, um, rereading this, and I was thinking, man, necromancy gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Wilkinson. It's like, man, I did my shit. Can't I just have a break? Um, where's the cuckoo, Wilkinson? She's down there. That's where her palace is in the city. Um, excuse me, Mr. Wilkinson, do you know where Barbie is? Barbie? I failed her. I failed her. I did everything I could. Where is she? The cuckoo took her. Tell her. Tell her Wilkinson said sorry. Now leave me be. Yes, you can go. Huh. Well, thanks, lady. Thanks for letting me die, giving me permission. And then Hazel's like, what a sweet little guy. A lot's nicer than George. <laughs> right? It's a really low bar they've set. Um, what do you know about cuckoos? They're birds. That's all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some cuckoos lay their eggs in other birds' nests. So? They just do. That's all. I'm like, yeah. lady, stop being so damn cryptic. If you want to have a fucking conversation, then have it. Otherwise, she, just keep that in your own head. Yeah, yeah she really just seems like she totally doesn't understand how to talk to people who are not on the same level as her. Yeah, it's like, it just, it, I, I have totally met people like this that it feels like, they just want to be a Wikipedia page and tell you things, but they're trying to act like they want a conversation so as to <laughs> not be simply talking at you, except it's pretty obvious they don't want to talk to you. 
they don't want a conversation. And it's like, man, if you don't want to talk, that's fine. But just don't make me have this awkward interaction. <laughs> don't force me to expend my energy. Just talk then. Go ahead. Yep. One of my yep. one of my best friends is that way. He's, he loves to lecture at people. Oh, it's the worst. Like, it's not even that it's the worst because sometimes that's fine. Sometimes I'll just let somebody go off and whatever. But I just don't like it when people have this weird passive aggressive way of trying to get what they want because they aren't going to be honest about what they want. Right. No, see, that's what nice. That, that's what's nice about him is that he's not like that at all. He just straight up starts talking and <laughs> stopping. We call it him deploying his mouth cannon. Nice. Um, I like yeah. it. Um, so then comes Foxglove talking to Hazel about the fact that she's pregnant. And I, this was so great. She's just like, you're pregnant, right? Fucking shithead. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then I, God, you're such an idiot. You're dumb. <laughs> you're so selfish and deceitful. And you're, du- you're dumb. God, you're so dumb. She just like, is just so <laughs> pissed off. And poor Hazel starts crying and just, like, assumes, obviously, that she's being dumped. But then Foxglove says, do you know how much a baby's going to cost us? And her eyes pop open and she's like, wait, what? You're still keeping me, baby? It's so cute. For a start, we have to buy one of those dumb books full of names. (laughs) Oh, God. And then she's like, she says, Fox, I do love you. Damn straight you do, jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it so much. Oh, these two. These crazy kids. Oh, these lesbians. <laughs> um, so then we go back to Wanda, who is listening to the wind starting to really pick up outside. Things are getting a little hectic. And um, this is the kind of night that needs a roaring log fire, a leopard skin rug, a bottle of fine brandy, and mm, I don't know, Rutger Hauer maybe. And the third Velvet nice. Underground LP in the background. There you go. Nice. Some mooding, mood music right there, or mood lighting. Yes. Yeah. Instead, I've got a severed face and Sleeping Beauty for company. Um, the stone on Barb's chest has lit up a lot. It's been flickering, right? Yeah, and now it's starting to kind of do something else, and it's alarming. Um, and fucking George starts laughing. You're the princess and the queen. <laughs> Get it? The princess and the uh, queen. <laughs> Wait, they're they're Targaryens. Oh <laughs> shit! Nice, nice. Well, actually, thank you, thank you. I did immediately. I did think of that too, but then I I did go to where George's mind went, and I'm like, oh, George, oh, gross! I can't believe I just thought like him. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, death ha- really hasn't improved you one little bit, George. Jesus H. Christ, listen to that wind. And crash. And they look outside, and there's a person who has fallen down out there, and it is the lady who was afraid of dogs from earlier. Only Wanda doesn't know that yet. Right, it's the dog lady. And she goes out there and helps her inside. She's in bad shape. Um, I mean, she wasn't in good shape to begin with, but being out in this has not helped things. And then there's this uh, kind of side-by-side of Barbie in, quote, real life, looking pale and drawn, and her hair is kind of stringy, and she's just really, like, washed out. And then Barb in the dreaming, 
and she's got her elaborate gown on and her hair is all curled and she's got makeup on and her eyelashes are like six inches long. <laughs> um, well, Luz, not much longer now. No, my lady. Does that make you happy? Very happy, my lady. Because you want to protect me? You want to help me? You want to make me happy? Yes, lady. <laughs> oh, Luz. 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 I'm sorry. I don't even hate you. You're un- not in control of your faculties. Yeah, she says you spent the uh, you spent the last half dozen years plotting my downfall. I was misguided, lady. Aww. Of course you were, and it just took a little talk to show you the error of your ways. Indeed, a bird will brood the foster chick whilst her own infants lie slowly dying outside the nest. She never understood. She kept trying to tell herself the truth, and she never listened. They divide themselves up into such complex puzzles, little bird. She was the perfect environment to grow in. But we cannot be children forever. All good things must end. I'm yeah, like, what the fuck is she talking about? This has mm-hmm. got to be some outside infection that just found Barbie's dream and fantasy to be an ideal growing environment. Oh, my God. The cuckoo is HIV dreams. Oh, my God. Stop it. That's terrifying. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's a, oh, it's weakening. Remember the weakening of of, of, uh, of, of Barbie as they get closer together? Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I, I remember um, taking a class on virology, and I'm just completely remembering how viruses work now. And, oh, my God, her behavior. I hate that. I hate it's, it. But they are terrifying, though. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, so terrifying. That's why I hate it. Viruses in particular. Bacteria, you know, fine. Do your thing. Whatever. Viruses, there's no good. There's no seeming, yeah, no, just... like, method to the madness. It's just destruction for the yeah. sake of it. So, Well, maybe that we... makes sense, then, if we look at it like that. Yeah, oh, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, it's it's not destruction for the sake of it. It's destruction for the virus's own benefit and no one else's, right? I mean, well, I mean, that's basically how HIV works. It's like, turn, yeah. let me take everything into your body, into me, and then you slowly die. But the right. thing is, like, it's not really for the virus's own because once the host dies, the virus is gone. Not so, if it spreads. Well, if it spreads, but that's not a guarantee. So it's it's like a virus is destruction with no real end game just destruction for the sake of it until no more destruction can be accomplished right and then, and then, then it dies yeah yeah well i mean but that that also fits too right i mean she yeah. wants desperately to get out to spread yeah. to lay eggs in all the minds of all the other little girls yeah and that's her short-term goal that's it she doesn't have anything else planned long term after that yeah no it's, it's um it. so she asked Luz if she ever met the hieromancer no lady Sweet old oh, guy. I, oh, what? I was gonna say uh, where they drag, where they're dragging her. The hierogram. It's written in Japanese. Is that Japanese? Is okay. that Japanese? It, it is Japanese. Well, actually, it's it's a it's one of the two writing styles in Japan. So it's not um it's katakana, which is the more syllabicated one. So I had mm. my friend look at this because he is proficient in Japanese and um, also Asian. If that helps, and he, did say, <laughs> he did say. Here's the best part. It's not the Japanese character for dream. It is the syllabicated spelling because it's katakana. So it's basically saying durimu. Mm. Oh, okay. I see which, what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's syllabicated, which is interesting because he was saying like, man, that's kind of racist because there is a character, Japanese character for dreams. Why did you have to go with the syllabicated alphabet? 
I wonder why it's Japanese at all. Yeah, I know. It is weird. But it is Japanese, though. I did let, let, let him look at it. Interesting. I just thought it was going to be something, some weird dream language that we'd find out about later. Or not. Japanese. But, all right. I say, it did remind me a call back to what the Japanese gods were saying about how they're moving forward in, in the world by incorporating um, new things into their Japanese mega Pokemon corporation. <laughs> That's oh, my right. God. That's right. Um, so let's see. Sweet old guy. I think Barbie may have based him on her grandfather when she populated the land. He understood the hierogram. It's older than Barbie. Much older. It's as old as the land. There must be hundreds of these lands, little bird. Thousands of them. And archipelago? Is that how you say that? Yeah. yeah. Um... Because I always used to say archipelago in my head. Yeah, me too. Uh, of dream islands. I still have islands. to correct myself every time. I, I look at it and I think archipelago. And I'm like, nope, no, <laughs> no. Um, and then, come on, set, damn you. She's watching the sun. Um, so, or... Uh, then I had to come along and spoil everything or that's what the Hieromancer claimed when I put him to the question. I'm like, ew, I hate that. I don't want to think about what that means. Um, but it's not important what the land is, only how to leave it. I'm ready to leave the nest. You don't know what it's like to be physically confined to one tiny place when there are so many other places I could be. So she is just sick and tired of being in this brain. She needs to get out there and be in other people's dreams and brains. And, um, yeah, this is... I'm sorry, Luz. I just get so sad now. So, Thessaly comes upon, thinks that she has found the cuckoo, and fucking well, the, the actual cuckoo runs towards her, screaming, help me, it's terrible, the cuckoo's got Princess Barbie, look, they're over there, it said it wanted to kill us, please help me save the princess, and she's got these huge eyes that are, like, glazed with tears, and her fucking yeah. tooth missing, and just, like, the embodiment of innocent child, and... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Thessaly falls for it like a fucking idiot. So you're the cuckoo then? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, the look. Luz, I'm sorry. And she just picks up Luz and cracks her neck. Um, yeah. Thessaly. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I love it when when she's like, she needed to be taught a lesson. But you just killed her. Yes, that was the lesson. <laughs> you don't get a second chance. Anyway, if she was the kind of thing I think she was, you don't want to talk to them or let them talk to you. Just a few seconds is all they need. <laughs> really? <laughs> 
dun 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 you're very clever you really are you're a very clever lady but that's all the killing you're going to do isn't it yes hmm what kind of thing are you i've met the folk of the land and a few people like george who traveled here in their dreams and people from barbie's memories you don't fit no um which i really enjoy the fact that the cuckoo's like yeah what you don't belong what is what is this exactly with you? yeah um He's so like, I'm the overlord of this land, and I don't know who the fuck you bitches are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trespassers. I know, right? Um, so Barbie wakes up, and um, this is where I had to come with a porpentine, isn't it? And Cuckoo says, that's right. The hierogram and the porpentine were left as tokens, I think, many, many years ago. While they exist, the land still lives. The destruction of either of them signals the death of the land. The destruction of both ensures it. And then I get to leave the nest. And then I get to fly. And she has this creepy-ass fucking smile. I hate her. It is terrifying. And, okay, I was going to say, it's not a spoiler, but um, do you remember the Red Dragon um, Hannibal movie? I did not see that. Oh, okay, well. It's just, there's a creepy line that this guy says because he's going a little he's, he's going through a bit of a metamorphosis in his life and he just keeps on saying I am becoming I am becoming and that's exactly what I thought of when the cuckoo was like you know and then I get to fly <laughs> <laughs> I don't like her face I'm gonna punch well, it it is terrifying um so what's this lady's name the afraid of dogs lady uh, do oh we god, find Martha, out? Marsha. Wait. Oh do god, we, what's the name? Find, oh, Maisie. It's Maisie. 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 Okay. Um, Maisie does not approve of the face nail to the wall. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> She's like, this is this is some hoodoo stuff. <laughs> um, and this is George. Uh, this is the apartment. He talks. I don't talk to no dead people. Bad luck. that's right i love wanda jesus you're the i don't like dogs lady don't you go taking the lord's name in vain my name is Maisie hill Maisie to my friends um and then she tells the story good oh so i was just gonna say what are you a guy or a gal i was born a guy and now i'm a gal only i haven't gone all the way and she's just like so surprisingly just like oh yeah 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 totally like yeah just down with it she tells the story about her grandson, which was it you, Anton, that thought he got he got killed by the Corinthian? Yeah, not no, the, no, Corinthian, the Corinthian, the collector. The oh, the, colli- the, the connoisseur, connoisseur. That's right. right. Yes, the one who specializes in um, uh, pre-op transgender women. Yeah, that's right. And that's exactly what I feel like happened because I remember um, when he was conversing. Remember the um, the connoisseur was conversing with another guy who just was bragging about the number of people he killed just based on raw numbers alone. Mm-hmm. And I believe he said that one of his favorite victims, the connoisseur did, was an, an African-American one. And I'm assuming that's who it was. Is the Maybe. grand Billy. That would make a He's lot of sense. He's only killed like eight people, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's so sad, too, the way she says it. Everyone told him not to go with strangers. There, was ne- there never was t- any telling that boy anything. <laughs> you, I'm sorry. You're sorry. How do you think I felt? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and we still don't really ever find out why she doesn't like dogs. No. She's she so why don't like you? Them. I just don't. All right. Um So And then it's Barbie. She takes off the porpentine and 
what is she is this supposed to be like she smashes it against the rock or something yeah and they both yeah, explode okay um so yeah giant explosion you see all these stars in the background and the ground is bare and it's just a very like it just feels like much more desolate all of a sudden even though it doesn't look that different yeah. um I'm the cleverest and the prettiest and one day I'll be the biggest and the brightest and I'll fly into little girls' minds and lay eggs of my own there. I won. I beat all of you. Lolly, lolly, lolly. Lolly, I hate her. <laughs> God. Um, and let's see. All the stars are falling and then the um, image of Barbie with the porpentine on around her neck, it like starts to smoke and then just disappears entirely <laughs> and wanda says uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um meanwhile shit is getting crazy her for some reason just changed directions and comes straight for new york city um twin towers in one of the illustrations there and oh, yeah. and then morpheus shows up i am here by the terms of the compact who summoned me? Who calls this scary to its final judgment? Who seeks my boon? Who are you? What are you doing here? A strange question. Did you not call me, young lady? I was your land's creator. No, I, I see she did not summon me. You did. You're not entirely control, in control of your own <laughs> mind. One moment. I trust that feels better. Yeah, I just love that you don't see him actually doing anything. It's just like this little... Um, so, yeah, he's just sort of, like, catching on to what's happening here. Um, and I really love... The people I met here kept talking about someone called Murphy. Is that you? Morpheus. Murphy. Mm. I would have figured that out. Sure you <laughs> yeah. would. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so he began to talk very quietly, and that strange voice of his that sounded like you were hearing it in the back of your head... I'd heard the people talk about Murphy before, but I'd never imagined he existed. It was like meeting God or someone like that. You don't figure they're ever actually going to show up. He was very tall and very beautiful and very distant. I don't know what language the words were in, but I felt like I ought to have understood them, or rather that part of me did understand them on some deep, buried level. His cloak was blowing in the wind like a patch of midnight, and his eyes glittered like twin stars. He seemed to fill the world. Nothing had changed, but it was as if he were as big as the land, and still he was speaking. I knew that if he had been speaking to me, I would have understood. But he wasn't speaking to me. He was talking to Luz. Poor dead Luz. My little Judas. Aw, little Judas. But she's not a Judas, because she didn't mean to. Judas well, meant says, to. She says right then, you know, I could not find it in my heart to blame her. I, too, had been one of the servants of the cuckoo who felt the overpowering need to protect and nurture her to do anything that would make her happy. Aw. And she gets up. Aw, she gets up and she walks to him and disappears into his cloak. Aw. <laughs> Murphy's peace be with you, Luz, if he has peace to give. And this is so cool. All of them disappear into his robes and it's like he almost becomes huge and they and it's like he's embracing them. Yeah. Um it really reminded me of the opposite of the create creation of Narnia. Yeah. Um, mm. all, it's I mean it is similar to the last battle 
the way that they're all like in line and want, but I just ignore the last battle and pretend it doesn't exist because I hate it. Um, Word. <laughs> I just I'm just gonna ignore that whole part of the story. Everybody lived happily ever after the end. Yeah. Um, if you know what, if uh, if religious people have the right to only read the Golden Compass and not its sequels, then I think we have the right to ignore the last battle. Done. Um. Did he become huge, or did they become tiny as they reached him? Did such concepts even apply? I love this and, bit, too, where it's it's not just her. Like, she sees her people that she created in there, but there's mm-hmm. all these other ones, too, that she's like, who the hell are they? Previous. Yes. The creations of previous inhabitants. Some earlier um, princesses escaped from reality. Yeah, then there's Alienora. She was magnificent. She looked very proud and very sad, and when she got to him, she hesitated. I'm here by the terms of the compact. I see, and what now? Now it ends. How long has it been? A long time, old love. Old love, huh? Huh? Boy gets around. He does. Other girlfriend you condemn to an eternity of punishment. (laughs) Right. She does have a scar on her face. Yeah. So I'm like, what's the deal with that? And then he reached out his hand and picked up the land. I don't know how. It was like a little jeweled world. It didn't matter that it was tiny, if it was tiny. I could see every waterfall and stream, every leaf on every tree. I could see everything. And then it crumbled in his hand. It was just dust, sand, a glittering multicolored sand that fell away into the chilly wind at the end of the world. So awesome. I love that so much. Yeah. There was nothing left of my land anymore. A dead sky went on forever above us and below. It was over. He stood there in silence, looking very tired, very alone. I felt really sorry for him, and I didn't know why. And she asks if he's okay, and he seems genuinely, like, touched that she asked. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, endings are mixed blessings. Yeah. I just need a drink. I just need to go hang out with Hob. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, then he, he says that's half the compact. Yes. And then he turns to Hazel, Foxglove, and Thessaly and is like, all right, now you, you all done fucked up. Right. You three bitches or stooges <laughs> or something. And Thessaly tries, because he's like, don't I know you? No, no. No, I think so. I've never met you. I don't know anything about you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love how Thessaly knows that he is the Dream King, and she has the balls to behave around him the way, like, who is she, Desire? She's like, just level- straight up, like, who she is, no matter who's standing in front of her, which is kind just, of amazing. Where does she get the balls? <laughs> it is jarring. Even, like, the fact that even the Fates warned her, remember, in the first half of this, um, of this um, saga? Oh, yeah. They said, you're gonna, you're gonna piss off the Dream King. She's like, ah, fine, well, who cares? It's so not casual, king. too. Not, not my president. He asks her, yeah, right. He asks her, why aren't you dead? She's like, oh, look, don't you start. It's a long story, and I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> oh, and my he's God. Just like, okay. And then she's try- trying to, like, claim the life of the cuckoo. And I'm like, bitch, you done already killed one person already today. You got your life. It was the you wrong one, and that's terrifying. on you. The moon has tumbled into the sea in this place. You are a trespasser here without my consent. I am very displeased. Cecily is like, I want my pound of flesh, bitch. Yep. I love the face on the cuckoo, too. Oh, my God. 
She's just about to have a tantrum because she can't have Skittles. Um, and <laughs> no, then... you just told her that she cannot wear her pink ribbons into her picture day. <laughs> That's That's right. She is not having this shit. Um, and so then uh, Hazel's like, what's he saying? And Thessaly says, he's saying we're in trouble. And he says, yes, real trouble. trouble. Back in New York, George starts talking. And uh, Maisie is not down with the face on the wall talking. For weird, who knows why? God, stop being so uptight, Maisie. And if you're going to uh, be mean to me, I won't tell you. I'm sorry, George. Tell us what. Well, about the really heavy stuff, it's all really getting bad now. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> yeah. for nothing, George. Jesus. And he says that he can't feel the land anymore, doesn't know where they've gone, right. that he doesn't know about Barbie or anybody. Well, and then that's not the really, that's bad, not the stuff. really bad stuff. <laughs> so, not just a storm anymore, and this is a pretty old building. Yeah, and she's like, George, what are you trying to say? And just as she says that, Maisie looks up and says, lady, and then the window bursts, glass flying everywhere. Maisie's like throwing herself down over Barbie. The building collapses, and we see like the wind sweeping over like this empty space where the building had been. And end of chapter five. And I was like, well, shit. So, this was weird. Um, I woke up and one of us was crying is the name of this chapter. And it starts out after all this shit went down. Mm -hmm. Um, She's trying not to remember everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, let's see, Mr. Murphy, are you going to do anything about the cuckoo? Do anything? Saving only your boon. I have done all I came here to do, Barbara. But she still has to be stopped. Why? Well, she's dangerous. She's evil. Dangerous, perhaps. But evil? She acts according to her nature. Is that evil? Listen, she was going to kill me. And your Thessalian friend wanted to kill her. Should I kill Thessaly for you also? <laughs> oh, shit. Thessaly, Thessaly's <laughs> like, don't push your luck, Dream King. I'm like, how about you not push yours? How about that? Right? I'm like, what exactly do you think you can do to him right now? Yeah. This is like fucking what's-his-face trying to mouth off to him and then winding up in a jam jar. <laughs> right. Um, that's Hazel. That's the one. Yeah. So it, it, he says, you played your part in the cuckoo's deeds also, Barbara. After all, it's your fault she was bound to the scary and could not leave it when her time came to fly after the manner of her kind. It's her fault. How is it? She didn't know what the fuck was going on. Well, and, she, and then it's where he says yours and Rose Walker's, I should say, and never explains that. Yes, and that's the part that I was like, okay, so what's the deal with that? Did the Vortex keep her there or put her there? Or, I don't know. Um, and he says, but, he also says, you know, could not leave it when her time came to fly after the manner of her kind. So it seems mm-hmm. like there's others and he knows that they exist and just like thinks of them as anything else, really. Right. Just like a parasite. And he's just like, yeah, well, she's a parasite. That's what she does. Oh, well, they're out there. Right. And there's the great um, moment where where Barbara's like, Rose? And then Foxglove is like, Rose? <laughs> 
She was Judy's token straight friend. I loved that so much. Multicolored hair? Yeah. Mm. Hmm, small world. Yeah. Um, If any have wrought evil, it's your friends who walked the moon's road into your dreams. And poor Hazel, we were only trying to help her. He says, I know, but you murdered an entire city of people. So I hope you're happy with yourself. Not the whole city, to be fair, but y'all did some right. shit. And he's just um, not going to do anything. He's going to leave him there. Yeah, you guys right? can hang out here however long you want to. Um, what will happen to this place we're standing on when you go and Barbie goes? It I will leave it here for you. It would be unfair to <laughs> remove it. <laughs> right. So you'll just leave us here? Is that what you're saying? Um, Can you give yeah, me? Yeah, they're any all trying to argue to? with him, and he's just like, "Whatever, don't care, don't <laughs> just straight up, don't care, whatever." And I'm the worst right now. He is. He's just like. It's he, like. He reminds me of that annoying lawyer that. Is like well, I am not currently. I am neither. Uh, they like they basically throw a bunch of legalese so that they can't answer your question, mm. right? Or you have to basically like move around the jargon of them. It's like I uh, can neither confirm nor deny the uh, validity of this contract. That's yeah, like the military. What, what what happened with Rose Walker? That's classified. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh I mean, God! The, the next few lines from Morpheus are pretty much, or from Murphy, are pretty much the worst. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, there is a compact, so you can ask me for a boon, but I can't really help you get out of here, per se. Well, yeah, he's um, just here to destroy the scary and to give the person who called him to do that their boon that they are owed. Mm-hmm. So she's like, can I ask you to kill the cuckoo? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, um, oh, and he also says... When I first created this land quite some time ago, I made a compact with the woman for whom I created it, which is, I assume, um, Alice, what is it? Alianora. Alianora, yeah. Um, It was a compromise, but she died when her time came and the compact remained uninvoked. So that's interesting. So when she, like, she actually died, so she was a human, evidently, um, I think and she must have been because she was the first one who created the the land, the land. right? Yeah. So this is very interesting. I just I'm in, I hope that we find out more about that. Um, you have invoked the compact. The first half is completed. You may ask a boon of me. Um, and I like the fact that she doesn't just rush into it and be like, "Kill her," blah blah blah. Uh, or bring back the land. She she her other idea is to have him just remake everything again and have everybody alive again. And Thessaly is trying to tell her, use it to kill the cuckoo and I'll figure some way to get us home. And Barbie is not having it. She's just already like lost her patience. Um, I want to send us all home and me and Hazel and Foxglove and Thessaly. I want us back safe and sound. Very, uh, very important. Yes. Yeah, the door of the option. Yeah. And very important that she specifically says, I want us back safe and sound instead of yes. just saying, I want to go home because shit would have ended very differently. Oh, Fucking genie shit. Imagine? Right? It needs to be like the exact proper phrasing. You got one wish and it needs to be the exact proper phrasing or else. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, does that mean I can fly? Thank you. Go away. <laughs> She's like, I 
and she bounces jumps off the edge of this cliff and turns into the cuckoo and it's actually pretty badass and thessaly is unimpressed i love that face on her too where she's like god damn it (laughs) i could have oh yeah like thessaly has this reaction like i had my pound of flesh and i did not get it i was promised bloodshed And that one night's dream I pick at scab-like in my head. And we're watching Barbie draw this crazy grid on her face. She's drawing a veil, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be like one of those net veils. But it's, I have no doubt, looks insane in person. (laughs) Barbie, what are you doing? Girl, come on. This isn't a hot topic. Well, I mean, hey, that's just how she lives life. Um, And it's wrong. Anton, she lives wrong. <laughs> According to the bylaws of of the theocracy of Kansas. Wait, Arkansas? <laughs> Whatever the hell this is. Wherever they are. Um, so, Barbara, she's gone out of this dream world into worlds beyond your imagining or my dominion. She shall not trouble you again. Perhaps your choice was wisest after all. You spe- specified safe and sound in your boon. Thus, it will take a little time before I can send you all back. <laughs> Interesting. Well, Exactly. If you hadn't done that, I would have just, like, basically kicked you through a black hole and whatever, you know. Can you imagine if she didn't say safe and sound and um, Murphy just threw them in and they would have just been sucked into the middle of the gale? Yeah, mm. right. Just like, I'm going to return your corpses to the bottom of this building. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I would kind of have loved it if that was how it ended. I would have been like, <laughs> oh, snap. They're all, they're all just dead. Under <laughs> I'm going to do a alternate ending fan fiction. Um, He's like, and you, talking to Thessaly, you have been foolish and unconsidered in your actions. You will hardly survive another century if you continue in this manner of behavior, lady. I don't remember asking your advice, Dream King. All right, fuck off. Right? She's the worst. <laughs> it was freely given and well meant. Farewell. What I like about Thessaly is she is long lived and immortal, and she has clearly it has not changed her. She is still... She's a bit yeah. singular, and she, I mean, it's not like, she's not those annoying, like, stereotypes about immortality where you, you know, you've lived such a long life, so you're more open-minded about things. No, she's still stubborn. Yep. It's almost like, I've always felt this way about people who have really gotten old, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s. It seems like they go in one of two directions. They get incredibly twisted and bitter and angry about life and hate everything, or they don't give any fucks anymore and love everything. And it feels like I meet those two different people at work as customers every you just day. You told us about that lady from yesterday, remember? Oh my God, she was the worst. <laughs> I won't go into it, guys, but I had my first crazy-ass customer. The kind of crazy that makes everybody in the whole room stop and stare because they're like, what is happening over there? Um. And yeah, sometimes it's just like, why are you even still alive? Because you obviously hate it. So just don't anymore. <laughs> you obviously um, hate life. So just take yourself you out. You clearly of it. do. Just remove yourself. Um, so. You know what's weird is that right after Morpheus leaves, or Murphy leaves, sorry, um, Thessaly goes into like almost like jilted advances mode. Or something, she's like, he comes on like he's so cool. Who does he think he's fooling? Not me. 
and it isn't yeah. as even if, and, and it isn't even as if he's good looking. He's too thin for a start. It's like what <laughs> the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> That's right. I actually love that because it's like she's so deflated so quickly. She's trying to be tough as soon and as soon as he leaves, she's just like, yeah. God. Um. I was born in the day of greatest darkness in the year the bear totem was shattered. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, thank you, hey, Hazel. Seriously. Hey, leave her alone. She's upset. <laughs> um, then there was that sensation you get on waking as everything moved further away and I started to become aware of the cold. And in my dream, it was warm, and so I tried to stay in my dream forever. But the harder I held on, the further it slipped away from me. And then... And then I woke. And then I woke up. That Rose Walker ending. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, So, yeah, okay, she's in Kansas. And she walks by these couple of guys who are gross and horrible. Yep. Ugh, you're the worst. Um, And meets up with Wanda's grandmother. Is this her grandmother? Uh, Aunt, I think. The aunt of Wanda. Aunt, right. And the scary part is, in the earlier half of the saga, Wanda did say out of all her really um, bigoted relatives, her aunt was the least bigoted, and even this right. lady is. The fact that she's the best of them, oh my goodness. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like when I was uh, at dinner at Owen's family's house, and his grandfather made fun of people who claim that the Confederate flag is just about heritage. And he was just like, oh, holding on to stuff. And I was like, oh, at least there's a tiny bit of reasonableness in this family. <laughs> Even though I actually really like them. But, you know, they're very, very conservative, religious, right wing. Yeah. So it was a pleasant yeah. surprise when he was actually like, oh, heritage. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, shit. All right. Um, and she warns her when you meet ezekiel and joan ellen well they aren't broad-minded like me you make sure you talk about their son Uh, those names Uh, are so southern ezekiel okay we're gonna name the guy after a prophet but um you know we're gonna give the girl a dignified name like joan ellen because that's totally a thing i have just met so many people with names that i just didn't think were a thing down here like sorry what I was saying, uh, like, examples of names like Debbie Sue or a Skylar that goes both genders. Baba Joe. The, the one that goes both genders that confuses me is Lynn. I didn't know Lynn could be a, a boy's name, the but there's girl. a ton yeah. of Lynns down here. Oh, um, and I love it when they spell Taylor three different ways. Oh, and then there's <laughs> Lacey as a boy's name. Wow, um, the really? owner of our bank is a dude and his name is Lacey. And there's, like, another male customer who's named Lacey. Oh, my it's God. Just, it's very... It's very confusing. I get very like unsure of whether or not to be like, is this really your check, sir? Because I have to make sure to identify people. And there was somebody who came in one time who the check was made out to Isabel and it was a guy. And I was like, do you have Isabel's ID? And he was like, I, ha- I gave you my ID. And I looked and his name was Isabel. And wow. I was like, what? <laughs> I got so confused and I got really embarrassed. I felt so bad. Straight I'm sure he gets Johnny that all Cash the time. Right but... there. <laughs> High school I went to, a lot of the girls named Lacey all ended up becoming like, well, like strippers or waitresses at a, like at a Hooters or something. Lacey was, for me growing up here in Houston, Lacey was always equated to like, yeah, you know. That's kind of what I like. I just never met a dude named Lacey. So, yeah. (laughs) 
it just it's been surprising seeing so and then there was the guy who came in the other day and his name was austin dallas and i was like seriously (laughs) it doesn't get more texas than that right um okay so they're getting their coffee and chatting um and talking about the hurricane and Barbie saying that she was asleep when it happened. Yeah. Um, and she says, I bet it gave you bad dreams though. Yep. Like, oh yeah. And then there's this awful drawing of the, of Maisie yep. who is like got one eye missing and is crushed over here. Well, she cut the ribbon. I guess all that debris just ripped her apart. Yeah. And she, her body landed on top of Barbie's and basically, like, saved her life completely. Would not have survived if Maisie had not been in there with her. According to the official narrative, yeah. Right. Um, and she was killed, Wanda was killed, and this guy upstairs was killed, George. That was really nasty. He must, he, he must have been in the bathtub when it happened. <laughs> I loved that so much. Because I forgot that she wasn't, like, a, awake when that whole thing went down and that yeah. she wouldn't know. Um. Okay, so let's see. Uh, poor guy. I mean, he was kind of creepy, but he never did anyone any harm. Like, didn't he? Didn't he? <laughs> um. Yeah, she, she's she sees Wanda under the sheet, and she f- starts freaking out. Uh, um. That was know, so and, sad. Yeah. Um. So how about the other people in the building? Well, Hazel and Foxglove, they were two friends who lived upstairs from me. They were fine. And Thessaly, she was across the way. I think she was fine, too. Uh, Thessaly, isn't that a place in Greece or somewhere <laughs> like that? Maybe. I don't know. We never talked much. Is she, like, all this, all, you know, very much like Rose. You know, all this has kind of gone somewhere out of her memory. It's really... I just love the little recaps like this when people are talking. Like... I would much rather have dialogue talking about a couple of people and where they are now than have it be um, exposition Yeah. in a way that was done kind of poorly in a book that I sort of love. And I won't nah. go any further than that. But Wait, I will now I say I want to know though, which one. No, I can't. Why not? Because it's a spoiler. Oh. Um, but really? Okay. at the end of Parks and Rec too they do a kind of recap of where everybody is in their lives now. And that's an example of it being excellently done. God, that show's good after the, Oh, first I know what you're talking about now. Okay. I got you. I was like, miles catch on Christ's sake. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, it's probably a mercy. The good Lord taking Alvin to his bosom when he was ready. Otherwise he'd probably have died up the line from AIDS or some such. Oh, oh you don't have to say anything. I know what that boy was like. Oh, crying from the aunt was sickening, especially because, uh, excuse me, how would AIDS even go into the picture with a transgender woman? Like, I don't even, do you know. even know how it works, lady. You know what? God gives you a body. It's your duty to do well by it. He makes you a boy. You dress in blue. He makes you a girl. You dress in pink. Got that? You Which got is that? adorable because I was reading an article the other day about how pink was originally a color meant for boys because it's a stronger color and the, and more aggressive. So it was actually at the turn of the 19th century, I think, was recommended for boys and little girls were dressed in pale blue. And now it's backwards and people like, yep. you know, a boy in pink, it's like shocking 
But things change, people, because nothing means anything. So chill the fuck out. Yeah. It's just so arbitrary. And my favorite line that I have seen in a long time, somebody in the comments of something, they were talking about uh, a woman who got a lot of flack from people because she let her son dress up in a tutu and like fairy wings and stuff. And they were giving her shit like, oh, you're going to turn your son gay. And there was somebody in the comments who was like, I've dressed in boys clothes my whole life and it didn't turn me straight. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that was so good. God, there's this um, heartbreaking part, too, where she tells Barbie that they had an open coffin and the morticians dressed Alvin all up like a boy and cut his hair. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, but Wanda was always so proud of her hair. Ugh, that was really sad. Yeah. Just, like, disregarding. It's just, like, the whole identity thing in this whole volume is really interesting. Just how people see you, how you see yourself, how you see yourself can change it's just, uh, I don't know. It's really interesting. Um, and whether or not you can choose who you are or you are who you are. Like, mm-hmm. that's always a question that is something that everybody always asks of themselves. Am I just the way I am? Can I choose how I want to be? Or do I just get given a set of cards and have to play those cards? I can't trade in or anything. Which is, yeah, which is what I feel like the title you know, the a game of you refers to, and right, the, only, exactly. the only time it act, it's actually mentioned is when the three women on the moon road are shifting identities, and they there's mm-hmm. no there's no clue which one is which. They're all the same person. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so drive, sh- yeah, they know. go to the funeral, and she keeps on reminding her in the diner. Um, the aunt keeps on reminding um Barbara. You know, remember when we meet the parents? He's Alvin. He's Alvin. None of this Wanda yeah. crap. Alvin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We learn a little bit more about Barbie's situation, too. Her savings are almost gone. She doesn't have a job. She still gets alimony when Ken remembers to send it. Um, but she really has got nothing going on. She doesn't know what she's doing. She came straight yeah. here from the hospital. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then they arrive at the funeral. And the funeral is so awkward. Like... It's Alvin, okay? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And um the father says thank you for coming all this way. Like he's very cordial, but the mother, the hurricane, it was God's judgment on a city of sinners. <laughs> and par- like what do you say to somebody when they say shit like that? I right. don't like I've been faced with this kind of statement before and I just never know how to react. Part of me wants to burst out laughing, but I know that's just going to provoke them to continue talking, which is the opposite of what I want. <laughs> so I kind of hold it in, but I must show some of it on my face because I'm just too much of a snot to completely keep it inside. So have you guys ever had this? Do you? How do you? Anybody? Uh, Bueller? <laughs> I, my, I really, I, my family is very, very liberal, so I've never had to worry about this sort of thing. <laughs> But even without, uh, like, like perfect strangers have said shit like this. I think the thing with me is, I growing up, I, I was basically taught that, you know, um, if pe- uh, there are going to be some stupid, uh, closed-minded people in the world and pay them no mind, even though yeah. they're going to make, they make your skin crawl. And I think, I mean, I don't know, I, I used to easily, like, get annoyed by that stuff. And I guess I sometimes still do. But I'm learning to just, like, let it go because I look at it and I'm just like, you know, you don't vote. 
so you don't matter. Even if yeah, you have I to. don't know. I guess I usually right. just try to laugh it off and change the subject. Yeah, that's like, kind I, of like, yeah. I, unless I'm prepared to have the conversation, which sometimes I am. But if I if it's a total stranger and they're just like you know the hurricane is God judgment in the centers, yeah, totally right on, man. You you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I mean okay. I I, I ain't gonna look- change your mind. So what the fuck? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean the way I do I look at it is like more recently I've have picked a fight online with a a gay guy I know that supports the Confederate flag and he uses the whole like but it's my culture thing and I just I mean. Eventually, I gave up because the thread just kept on exploding, and I decided to just, like, you know what? The dogs will eat you apart. And they did. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of the frustration that I have with doing, not to go too off topic, and I'll wrap this up, but with the broadcast, is that sometimes I feel like I'm just preaching to people who already agree with me and am I doing anything? Because somebody who doesn't agree isn't going to be convinced by me, isn't going to listen to the show in the first place. But, uh... Well, that's not... No. I mean... Well, yeah, but that's... That's not necessarily true. I know it's not necessarily true. I know that's not even necessarily the point. Like Rashawn in one episode said that she likes having the show to come and vent and to listen because it will reinforce what she knows to be true when everybody is making her feel like she might be crazy and gives her better arguments with which to face people who cause her to be on unsure footing and suddenly doubt herself. And that's something but it can feel sort of like you're screaming at the wind. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, but I mean, you were talking about <laughs> you were talking about sort of random encounters with people you don't know, or you know. Oh yeah, that's not like the that, same as this, which, but which you is know. not at all the same thing as you know having a presentation of a specific subject as you do, and people have to seek you out. Um, you know, so no, I I, I don't think it's a, in any way the same thing. Um, I think you're doing really. Uh, you're doing a lot of good with that podcast. You're doing God's work, Natasha. <laughs> you're actually doing the opposite That's of God's work. <laughs> I'm hoping. Oh, well, well. That's, anyway, let's get back to this lovely uh, comic book, shall we? This lovely, terrible funeral. The uh, Al Wanda's mom doesn't want Barbie hanging around after the funeral because she's weird. She does. Also, the she, aunt she is like stand the at the back because you look like a freak. Right. <laughs> I would um, say, though, this is so, like, southern, Natasha and Miles, because mm. I have, I mean, I haven't been in a funeral like this, per se, in the South, but I've definitely been in awkward social environments where there are the, the you know, bigoted, more bigoted members of the of the family, of said family, and mm-hmm. the, I have overheard these sort of conversations where it's like, well, you know, we need to be hospitable, so we'll invite them for tea, but they got to leave immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was uh Is that the... what they mean by southern hospitality? Now I understand more. No, southern hospitality is it's basically just BS, like duplicity. <laughs> it's it's making you feel like you like they're making an effort when you know that they're doing the opposite. Um Okay, so the service goes on and ends. She stays after everybody has left and um she goes and talks to Wanda by herself. Uh, I never knew that places around here had such beautiful names. I was watching the road signs from the bus. It gave me something to do. Cloverdale, Florissant, Mulberry Grove, Boonville, Salina. Salina is a horrible name, by the way. Aurora and Goodland. It's Salina. It could be, Sal- because could be Sal- Salina. I would think it was Salina, except that there is a Salina right near me, and everybody it's, calls it Salina. Salina. Oh, yeah. God. It sounds... 
All First right. of all, it makes me think of salmonella, and then <laughs> it makes me think of saliva. Yeah, it's a great um, band. Saliva, salmonella, yeah. S- like salivanella. Um, you're on. Maybe not, maybe not a great okay. band, but a decent band. All right. <laughs> um, all right. And she's basically asking all the questions about what the fuck happened while I was gone. Yeah, which is reasonable to wonder. She went to um, Maisie's funeral last week, and it was just her and Maisie's daughter. That was it. Oh, so sad. It's even sadder to think about Maisie having a daughter. If she had no family, that would be almost less sad, because a daughter, I'm sure, worried the hell about Maisie all the time, and probably tried and could not really help her out. Somebody it drumming? Like Maisie was... Somebody drumming? No. I'm not hearing anything. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I just heard a bunch of noises. Maybe the cuckoo is um, behind you. That's what it is. <laughs> check your brain. Everybody check your my, brains. My brain's beyond help by this point. <laughs> um, um, the, so the, the cuckoo, in says, my imagination, has long since passed away of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> she, tried um, to, she tried to take root in your, in your mind and she just died on sight. Yup. <laughs> I just like to picture her like almost like a crisp burned <laughs> like she's got her hair and pigtails still and her smile gap tooth but she's all like charcoal <laughs> and falling apart. Seriously, um, though, it just happened again and I can't believe you guys don't hear that. That's crazy. You yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, um so then so she tells Wanda her idea. idea. Everybody has a secret world inside of them. I mean, everybody, all of the people in the whole world, no matter how dull and boring they are on the outside, inside them, they've all got unimaginable, magnificent, wonderful, stupid, amazing worlds. Not just one world, hundreds of them, thousands, maybe. Isn't that a weird thought? Anyway, got you something, a present, and it's a Hyperman comic. Featuring tales of the weirdzo world. Yup. Oh, God, and this horrible description of a hot girl walking into a comic shop. Oh, my God. (laughs) He said it wasn't very collectible, and then he said they didn't normally see breasts as small as mine in his store, and all these guys laughed. I was like, yeah, that right there is the definition of why I avoided comics. Like, the whole world surrounding them was because the of the fear of being treated that way, which apparently was valid. Yeah. I mean, because it's I have heard it from many of women. the whole nerd culture, which we see expressed in things like Gamergate, you know, it's, no, it's, it's true. And, and, um, I will say, uh, you know, before I used to go to a, a comic book store, I would get some criticism too, just based on the fact that I didn't look like them, I guess. I mean, like, I guess, you know, typical gay, clean dress. Yeah. No, not overweight, it, not face breaking out in acne yeah, yeah. And, and then it's funny because they would try to like outlore geek me and i'm like you really want to play this game and i <laughs> yep, i would wipe the floor with their faces on x-men stuff and well, i grew up with comics yeah. comics is my life and we got our yeah. conversation yeah. smiles with owen so yeah after so, following you on facebook for a while i'm convinced that there's no way in hell i could take you in that shit man there's just no, but it's just so funny because i guess they would judge me based on my looks and not think that i knew this shit it's kind of like um one of my boyfriends he doesn't look like it but he's a hardcore pokemon player and people would also challenge him on that and then be like oh you're good and you know your shit and I just got beaten. So that's one of those I feel things. like 
there was this amazing meme that I saw yesterday that my friend Chase posted and it is a girl and it's a character that I don't know, but somebody was like shaming her and made a meme of a photo of this girl in this um, cosplay outfit. And they're like, so a gender switched Joker wearing a Willy Wonka uh, steampunk top hat. Congratulations. You just made trying too hard into an art form. And somebody took that and put it next to a photo of the actual character that she is from a comic. Um, and her, her costume is dead on like a hundred. It's the most perfect. I mean, she did an amazing job and they were like, really, really, you're going to tell her that she doesn't have geek cred and she's cosplaying a character. You've never even fucking heard of go sit the fuck down. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's the most beautiful thing. It is. And it's like, um, I recently in an interview, Ronda Rousey admitted that, yes, I grew up playing Pokemon and I still do. And then, um, someone tried to test her, her geek knowledge on Pokemon and she owned, she won the trivia hands down. And she's like, uh, she like she she was like yeah um I I would read Pokemon in my spare time and give it to friends and uh, she was even like throwing out all this mad knowledge that the people these guys that were asking her questions were like thoroughly shocked and impressed. Ronda Rousey is the fucking best, and I love her to death, and she is amazing. It's just it's really Nintendo's frustrating that we have like if you're a woman, no matter what you choose to do, you have to prove it all the time, every time over and over again you can't just be you can't just live and like what you like and exist you have to prove that you are worthy of liking what you like or being involved in the community that you're in or only if well i mean only if you want to like guy stuff or do guy stuff like you can uh 80 percent of what the human race does is considered guy stuff because guys are the default you just stick to your your kitchen and your bible all right that's all you need to know about and your child rearing. Don't forget and your child rearing. rearing yes. Yeah, exactly. And your child rearing. But- all the stuff about child rearing, probably in your Bible. Go check it again. <laughs> I, I will say this much, though. Girl, at the high school I went to, some of the best Halo players were girls. And it was just amazing know, seeing, yeah. seeing these tiny little girls just, like, wreck shop at a <laughs> last party. And they're like, what? I mean, yeah. The, the, Boom, whole, whole, I, the whole idea that women don't belong in the geek culture is just fucking sickening and it's it's been on, on my mind a lot lately given some of the things i've been writing about so yay and i think that is definitely a huge part of girls not getting involved in it as much um like no, they, because i know that i held back because i felt like i couldn't just start off and be a beginner i felt like i would have to be awesome at it right away or else be ridiculed well so i mean yeah. i just didn't i decided not to start a lot of the time because i didn't want to have to go through the beginner phase where i was going to get a bunch of shit all the time you hear about the way um, girls are treated at conventions and you oh, know yeah. just all this shit the, the, like i said the gamergate thing was basically a you know hey you don't belong in this fandom because mm-hmm. you're female so it's all fucked up, but uh, it's interesting that in this comic, which was made so long ago, you know, Gaiman, Gaiman nails it in terms of the, the comic book store environment when a woman goes in there, especially an attractive one. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, anyway, so then Barb is in the car. They're going back to the station. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Um, you forgot. You forgot the bit where she crosses oh, out her duh. Na- the yeah. name. I'm sorry. I was staring at that page for so long while we talked about this that I felt like we'd covered it already. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta um, go. So let's wrap up. <laughs> right. So she says, "Oh yeah, and here I thought you'd like it. It's tacky flamingo or whatever it's called. Your favorite color." And crosses out Alvin on the tombstone and writes Wanda in lipstick. 
which yeah. was classic. And I love how she says, hey, no problem. Least I could do. As if Wanda's there saying, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then they go back to the station and the aunt asks, uh, what are you going to do now? And Barbie says, you know what my mom always used to say? She said when I was a little girl, I'd go off and play for hours on end. And when she asked me, she'd always get the same answer. Where you been? Out. What have you been doing? Nothing. And the aunt says, yeah, all kids say that. They do? I thought it was just me. I'm like, oh, Barbie, you are so boring. <laughs> anyway, um, that's what I'm going to do now. Where am I going? Out. What am I going to do? Nothing. You see, I used to be a princess. I had a cuckoo in my head. <laughs> oh, oh well, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, bless. Um, and she gets back on the Greyhound. And I, have you guys taken Greyhounds before? Because Greyhounds are the yeah. best. I love this description. Outside, it's slush and sleet, and inside, we're all uncomfortable. And the man in the seat in front of me keeps whispering, whispering Mr. Wiggly hasn't got no nose to himself, then bursting into tears. Oh, my God. 4 a.m. on a Greyhound, of course. Greyhounds she, just make me cry. I love them. Um, and then she falls asleep. I dream of Wanda, only she's perfect. She reminds me of Glinda in the Oz movie, something I'm sure she'd get a huge kick out of hearing. And when I say perfect, I mean perfect. Drop dead gorgeous. There's nothing camp about her, nothing artificial, and she looks happy. Wanda's with this woman I don't know, and the woman goes up on tippy toe and whispers something into Wanda's ear. And then Wanda turns around, and she seems to see me, and she waves. They both wave. And I'm going to wave back. But the bus pulls into the station and they open the door and it's freezing and we all get off the bus and try to persuade a busted soup machine to give us something hot to drink. And if there's a moral here, I don't know what it is, save maybe that we should take our goodbyes whenever we can. And that's all. All right. The end. The end. But yeah, that was cute. I really enjoyed the fact that Death is there and has given Wanda a makeover and made her perfect and beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, Death. <laughs> For that. Get on you, Death. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that was it's fun. The game I of really you. Enjoyed it a lot. It is. It is the game of me. Thank you, Miles. No problem. Um. <laughs> game of you who inexplicably doesn't hear that weird banging sound. I don't know where that's that's that going to be on your end, man. I don't know. Game of you, Miles. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Um. If, it, so, if that comes up in the recording, I'm going to be like, you hear that? I was right. I know. If I mean, I'm sure there are people who have their headphones on who are like, yes, thank you, Miles. What the <laughs> fuck is that? This is some Mothman prophecy crap right here. Um, so I wanted to make an announcement here for all of you who don't follow on Facebook or Twitter and who don't know. But I got some bad news. Rashawn has some personal stuff that really needs her attention right now for a while. Like she is not going to be available to podcast for an extended period. Not sure how long, um, it could be a couple of months, could be less than that, could be longer. It's really up in the air and we're not going to be doing Harry Potter or the wire for, you know, however long it takes for her to get everything sorted out. So, Yeah, I'm really sorry, everybody. And I'm like, obviously heartbroken about it, too, because I hate that she's going through shit because she's my bestie. And I also hate not doing Harry Potter because it's my favorite. And uh, 
everything about it sucks and I know that everybody is disappointed by it, but we will be back. I promise. It's just going to be an indeterminate length of time. In the meantime, what I have decided to do is I'm going to cover the mini series, uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. And I'm going to do that with Owen. And that's like uh, seven episodes long. So that'll be a good amount of, you know, not too long to cover. And I'm also going to start the Unspoiled Book Club, which is something that Ryan Reisman, who is a patron, recommended as an idea. Um, and we're going to take on covering books instead of doing it chapter by chapter, do them in like good sized chunks and cover them. I hate the word chunks. I'm sorry that I even said that right now. And we're going to cover them um, more quickly than I have been in the past with the way we've done it before one or two chapters at a time. Um, so that's going to be something that I can do with a variety of different hosts, depending on who wants to get involved. I don't really have anybody specifically in mind for that. So if either of you guys are interested in something, let me know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that we, I would like to start with the golden compass and do that with Owen who has not read it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm really excited that he hasn't read it. It's so great to, I mean, he just really doesn't know much about it except that it was super controversial. And, um, that's the, the main thing that I have in mind right now. So I hope that you guys understand. I'm really sorry about it. Um, for so many different reasons, but I think that in the meantime, we will still have a good time. I do. So, I'm working on getting all of that off the ground um, and hopefully able to post something next week. And this weekend, Owen and I, for patrons, are going to be recording the next Star Wars, um, which is what? Empire Strikes Back? Is that number two? Yes. That's the one. Number number four or five, I guess, technically. It's it's number two. My favorite. (laughs) It's objectively. If we just pretend the the others don't exist. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to be recording on Saturday. That will be free to all my Patreon people. And I will post it on Bandcamp for purchase along with the first one, Star Wars Episode 4, Episode 1, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's the deal. And I also wanted to say hi to new patrons. Um, I have Corey Guerin, Abiola Talabi, Amy Cobb. And on um, Bandcamp, I have... Elizabeth and let's see, uh, Jordan Gamori and Rachel. Um, and I believe that is it. So, oh wait, no, sorry. Rosanna Brown who subscribed to Harry Potter. Rosanna, I'm sorry. I really should make a post on the Harry Potter band camp and let everybody know if they need to suspend their subscriptions. Um, because, not fair to be paying for something that you're not going to get for who knows how long. So sorry about that guys, but thank you so much for pledging in the first place and for subscribing. Cause the fact that you want to support the show at all is really, it touches me. So I think that's about it. You guys have anything you want to announce? Ahead, um, thanks. Uh, tower of for all your game of Thrones needs. My, uh, number two profile, the number two character in our top, 50 characters countdown has gone up this morning. It was written by me and it is about Arya Stark. So uh, check that out on towerofthehand.com. I'm sad that Arya got number one. I know. But I still loved it. Miles. Th- think how I feel. I, 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 got to, I get to write number two both times 
now. This is my second <laughs> time getting to write number two and missing out on number one. It, it upsets me. But thank you. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, so that's up through the timekeepers table.blogspot.com is the home of my wrestling blog and podcast, uh, The Timekeepers Table. So you can find that there and also on iTunes if you want to check that out if you're a wrestling fan. And I can now, as of this date, officially announce the start of the Smash Fiction podcast. Episode 1, Terminator vs. Predator, is online. Uh, you can find the link to it uh, on Facebook right now because we haven't quite gotten iTunes approval yet. But if you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash smashfictionpodcast, you can find the link to download that first episode, and we will be... Uh, coming out with new battles between fictional nerd icons every week from here on out. So uh, check that out. It's a ton of fun. Excellent. And Yes Magazine. Yeah. And Yes Magazine. I always Anything almost from you, yes Anton? Uh, yes. Um, if you like Daredevil on Netflix, I have a re- couple of reviews for season one of Daredevil on projectfandom.com. Um, I also reviewed Netflix's Marco Polo, which was apparently renewed for a second season. I know it got a lot of heat and dislike from people, but I eh, I was okay with it. I actually enjoyed the series. Um, however, I do love Daredevil. I will be covering uh, Fox's Lucifer this um, fall on ProjectFandom.com, and I am enjoying my stint as a vassal of, of uh, the Unfold Empire. Likewise, I'm sure. Um, all right, cool. Well, I think that is about it then. So thank you all for listening. Thank you guys for being here with me. And we will see you next week with the next volume. Bye, everybody. Bye. Mr. Simon. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over Send